This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Revelry with Will and High Five Tom. All right, what up, High Fivers? You know the deal. It's your boy, High Five Tom. And my guy, my good friend here, Mr. Big Willie Styles. Will, how are you this evening, my friend? Tom, I've had a nap. I've had a bottle. I'm ready to go. So he had a nap and he had a bottle? Yep. Diaper may or may not be clean. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, um, Shouts out to fellow Steelers fan Greg Cherry, new Can You Beat That Champion? What an what an impressive showing, dude! On the Mainline Wizard Show Monday night, you know I, I was, was flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah, um, I was like, yeah, maybe uh, maybe these two should do a best of seven series. Let's make it. Let's let's send it in. Send it to the committee. Okay, two C's. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, busting out the ear, too. I'm like, what the fuck's this guy's story? Well, then apparently he does a trivia show, so it's damn. Yeah. But that's the kind of competitor you need when you're dealing with, like, someone like Christian. I mean, it's Greg's probably going to have that title for a while. Unless, yeah, he answers Hulk Hogan for a random answer, so. As much fun as it would be to try to play Can You Beat That, I just do not have the know-how. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I wouldn't even. Any, any wrestling knowledge pre-2002, I'm going to be like, I'm just going to throw out random names. <laughs> yeah, like those questions this week, I I had no idea. I'm like, I, no. So, yeah, that's why I never even offered. So. Of course, I say that, then I didn't even know there was a Survivor Series where it was DX, the Hardys, and CM Punk. So maybe I. Maybe I just don't know anything. <laughs> oh, shit. Jesus. Um, All I know is, Tom, is that my, my proudest moment of the day, besides making inventory, is when I, I scooted over to the comic book shop and I, I picked up my orders. The, 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 the poor fellow had to make a, make a real effort to get the whole stack out in one go. <laughs> it's terrible for my expenses. However... <laughs> I had somebody message me in a, the comic book couples counseling Slack groups like because I just popped in because I'm not terribly active there because I don't get the notifications for it and I don't know how to turn them back on. Like I've gone through like the phone apps and like the app and I'm, I don't know. So every now and then I remember it's there, kind of like our Twitter account. And yeah. people are like, oh, glad you're doing well. I'm like, you know, just crush under existence in the ever-growing to-read pile. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not complaining about the two read pile though. A lot of good stuff out there right now. Yeah. It's um. Pass ball. God damn it. We need the Cubs to lose today, Will. We need the Cubs to lose. Um, I mean, you want the Cubs to lose every day. Yeah, that's true. Um, actually, they can keep on winning. It doesn't really suck to matter. But um, do you think a lot, all this content that's coming out is just kind of like a byproduct of, of the pandemic? People had all this time, and now it's just to start, you know, come to fruition. Is that right? I think... So it's interest. It's interesting to look around because you have lots of different. Like if you look at kind of like the landscape of what's coming out, there's a lot of. I mean, you have like all your shit, tons of like X Men and whatever have yous, and like there's tons of Ninja Turtles content right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, but there's also a lot of publishers doing like all these small events and there's these publishers who are fine doing like mini events or micro events where like the art is bananas. Um, there's, and like, I don't know how much time, pe like, you know, what, what a regular timeline looks like as far as like inking a deal versus having like your first, like however many issues you have to have done to, uh, you know what I mean? I'm not, I don't really know what that timeline looks like. But uh, a fellow named Christian Ward has a Batman miniseries that starts in October. It's only going to be three issues. So, I mean, that's like super many. But he said that when he was showing some of the artwork to uh, some other like industry friends, because he said that his timetable, uh, this interview is on comic book couples counseling by the way great episode he said he like when he like has to produce he does like 10 pages a week wow. but with this miniseries he's doing like four or five pages a week Damn. and he was showing people the artwork for the pages and they're like that's a great cover he's like no that's a page so i mean the the emphasis on art and stuff like that i think is a big part of it too and like it's like, I struggle to sit through novels, whereas, like, if I can go once a month and get basically a chapter, because I don't really read anything that's, like, ongoing, so, like, I'm just subscribed to a bunch of these, like, three to, like, six-issue miniseries, and it's, like, once one's done, I grab another one. Yeah. Yeah, I just wonder if it's... Because uh... the only, like, ongoing... And and it's an adaptation thing now. I mean, we've got, like the only ongoing I really keep up with is called Something is Killing the Children. And mm. that's been picked up by Netflix, I believe, to be made into a series. And stuff like that. I mean, and the explosion of kind of anime into the mainstream, people reading manga, you know, people go to their, like for around here, it's Newberry Comics is like the chain. They go to their Newberry Comics they got the big manga section in the front, but, you know, if they walk in and there's all sorts of stuff, they have clearance sections. They have, like, all these other, like, bins and whatever. It's like you get eyes on it, and you attach those big names to it. I mean, Neil Gaiman's done a lot of comics. I mean, stuff like that, and especially, you know, with, like, just 
the movie culture in general. I mean, Marvel and DC and everything where it's like, oh, this is based off something people hopefully see a movie. It's like, you know, I want to go read a Thor comic or I want to go read a, I loved Into the Spider-Verse. I want to go read some Spider-Man. And there's so much to pick from, even if you don't want to read new stuff. I mean, you can get collections of the older stuff and you'll never run out of shit to read. Yeah, that, that that's for sure. Um, one of these days, Will, you're going to reach out to Daniel Warren Johnson. We'll have him on the show. I or anybody, I mean, would love to. I mean, he's busy right now because he's hyping up his uh, Transformers series that starts in October, but can't wait for that. That's going to be so good. It's fucking crazy. And it's kind of like, um, it just seems like, well, obviously everyone's trying to get a movie picked up, but it seems like content creators can make money now so they can concentrate on their actual craft. You know, where most times... Well, know, it's that too, and especially with now like creator-owned companies are such a norm now that if you have enough of a following, you can just publish your own shit and not be tied down to anybody. Yeah. And just pretty much get shit out when you want to get shit out and people are just going to eat it up. You can kind of take those big artistic swings where if you want to do something a little weird... And put out, you know, just I want to put out this just bigger volume, like a hardcover. People drop the money down on it and be like, I want it. Like, give it to me. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's great for a fan. You know, it kind of goes back to the, the joke from a while ago where it's like becoming an adult is just being able to have the money to go buy all the stuff that you wanted when you were a kid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and all those generations. So have, all those people who are kids in the nineties and the nineties and the early two thousands, you know, now we've got disposable income to buy <laughs> all the wrestling shit, all the comic book stuff, all the Yeah, I mean look at the humongous inflex in wrestling figures. You know, it's a multi billion dollar fucking just figure. Oh it's Yeah, because all the people my age, like you said, like I've got a couple wrestling figures, but none of them, none of my wrestling figures are something that I have bought for myself. It's all been stuff that's been gifted to me. Yeah, because that's a rabbit hole I don't want to go down. I don't, I can't, I can't, can't afford to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I can't believe Matt does. Like I can just imagine like the shipment day and having all the boxes being there on the stoop. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen Rogue's collection with my own two eyes, man, and it's a it's a deal. So we'll even show it to Chad here from BGM. Listen, I mean, if you're watching his uh, him and Diesel are back to when their their NFL show, and he's got all this Funko pops up, you know, when they record. It's like, man, yeah, I, I yeah, I couldn't go down that rabbit hole either. See, the the Funkos are another thing. I I drew a hard line because I got I have a Bray Wyatt one that was like an Amazon exclusive. So I got that. And then there's a line. There's supposed to be more that were supposed to come out and they haven't come out, but they're um, the AAA licensed Marvel characters, like how AAA licensed, like it's going to be like Arachno instead of Spider-Man. And there's going to be like a Hulk character and like all those. So like I've got those. But I'm like, this is the only series that I'm buying. I'm not going to start getting into like 
all the stuff. Can't yeah. afford to. Don't have this. Don't have the room. <laughs> That's the other thing too. As it is, I'm looking at all the laundry I've got to try to fit in my little dresser, and all the books that don't longer fit on the bookshelf. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta Marie Kondo the fuck out of this place. Yeah. Does it spark joy? Out of here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Faith is a Marie Marie Kondo. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not disciple, but a fan. So. If you need some help when you come a visit. stand, if you will. Yeah, relatively, yeah. But she's helping our neighbor next door. I mean, she's been living in her apartment since 1989, and it looks like it. I mean, there's just shit fucking everywhere. So she's been going over there helping her. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a deal. Like, you walk into her house, like, she can't use her stove because there's shit on the stove, if that makes sense. I, I run into that problem sometimes, but it's also because I don't have the counter space. So sometimes stuff just migrates over, and then it's like, oh no, I pull, yeah. I go to, I go to pull something out of the oven. It's like I don't have anywhere to put this. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like she's got DVDs and books on her stove. It's like what the fuck. But you know, the rent check theirs, I guess. So, um, but will um, as we, I want to say we're pressed for time, but we are to have another recording here coming up here. Um, it's my call. fault. I, I didn't let Tom know ahead of time that I had a 4 a.m. shift today. <laughs> it's no, I mean, life happens. Tom told me to suck it up. He was, he was, a, he was, he was agreeable to, to moving nights. <laughs> yeah, I just work later. For I mean, the hours I would have worked today, so it worked out. So, you know, if that's the biggest problem I have in my life, I'm doing pretty good. But uh, we do have a leftover question of dishonor from our good friend, Mr. Eric Freeds of Nattering with E. Uh, podcast. I know they're on a little bit of a hiatus, um, but I just did order uh, the Punisher on Blu-ray, even though our Blu-ray player is broken, so it's just going to happen. But uh, what was Eric's second question? You got Punisher on Blu-ray. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Well, I got so, I got Eric's question that... Uh, we, um, what's up? I was going to say, I got an Amazon gift card for my birthday, so I figured, you know, it works. Hell yeah. And I also, or, Eric's question was if uh, if uh, a Ring of Honor 2013 athlete was going to be a star quarterback, who would it be and why would it be Roderick Strong? I mean, Roderick Strong would be a great answer. Um, but I might have another he's got, one. He's got the cardio. He's, he's a little tall for a quarterback, though. Like You kind of want guys that can kind of like – like, you want them to be tall enough that they can, like, go over people. We don't want to be too tall because then you're a big target. So you, you almost want something more compact. I mean. But he's not that tall. How tall is Roderick Strong? Well, I'm Why gonna... do I just think he's tall? Let's, uh. Maybe it's because the neck brace I see him in all the time makes him look a little taller. That's such a great gimmick. His neck health. Nah, dude, Roddy's my size, he's my height. Might even might be he might be half an inch shorter than I am. And I'm only five ten. I'm about five ten too, so Roddy's about our height. Yeah. So he's actually probably a little small for our um quarterback, honestly. I mean, i will just say it. Quarterbacks also typically you want him to be handsome, right? Because that's the face the moneymaker of the team. Well, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Adam Cole. I'm gonna say Adam Cole, baby. You know, he's got the look. Not to be this guy, but he's also pretty short. 
Well, Adam Cole is also pretty short. <laughs> shit, my other two picks are also kind of short. Damn. Is it Grizzly Redwood? No, I didn't say that short. Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, yeah, he's only maybe an inch taller than I am. Um, well, it was someone that was recorded out of uh, Laurel, Delaware, uh, to play football collegiately. Uh, I'm gonna say, um, Jay oh, Briscoe. Oh, snap, Jay Briscoe. I mean, Jay, I mean, obviously, he's a great fucking wrestler, he's tough as fucking nails. But the boy was, I mean, well, I'm going to say is. I mean, like we talked about with Brendan's last question, I, I still don't consider that he's passed away. Um, he is a great fucking athlete, you know, bottom line. Yeah. You know, and it's, I'm not sure what position he played in uh, football. I could see him probably being more of a safety or something like that. But I'm, I got to go with Jay, man. Jay's a fucking, you know. Roddy just looks like a quarterback, though. Not the cardio, but you almost want somebody like that out there actually running the ball because the quarterback usually doesn't hold on to the ball that long. Yeah, I mean, I could see Jay Briscoe kind of being uh, the pre-welfare uh, stealer, um, pre or well before he was ripping money off from welfare people in Mississippi, uh, Brett Favre. I could see Jay kind of being that kind of style of just fucking winging it up there. Um, Marotti just looks like that kid in high school that was, you know, the quarterback. Actually, yeah. Even, that's when I even knew who the fucking quarterback was. I knew the running back was my buddy Chris. Just one of those old farm boys that just ran him. Yeah, I don't even remember who the fuck played quarterback in my high school football team. Yeah. Shout out to my friend Joe, also known as Pure Evil, for the. Oops. Sorry. Connection got a little haywire. You, you weren't coming through. So oh. I was going to say you saw it on Twitter, but uh, my buddy Joe, Pure Evil Unboxing. Yeah. Uh, in a recent box, got a Briscoe Brothers signed 8x10. And that was kind of a regret I had that I didn't get the signed 8x10 with the title belt. So uh, once we're into the house, those are both going to be mounted very nicely together on a wall. Wait. Into the house? Well, eventually we're going to leave this. Eventually, we're going to leave this one-bedroom apartment. There is a house. Okay. We just... Uh, I just got to put on my best uh, tool time impersonation and... Uh, <laughs> oh, get, shit. Get we to fix talked... some stuff. God damn, we haven't talked about that place since like we started doing the podcast. Oh, I forgot. I completely forgot about that. That's right. Do your uh, Tim the Tool Man Taylor bit, so... Uh... <laughs> That's the other quarterback. Matt Taven. Taven. I almost said like a Mike Bennett, right? Mike Bennett's already got the girl. Yeah. So, do you think Adam Cole, huh? I'll go with Adam Cole, baby. Okay. I'm going to go with Jay. So, um, but obviously, Eric, uh, you know, Roddy Strong is a great pick. So, I mean, the dude is a stud athlete. So, but, uh, um, I know Eric is currently off the Twitter machine. I know they're taking a little break with the podcast, but stay tuned. Uh, we will keep all the high fibers abreast of what's going on with Nannering with E. Um, but we also have – we do have a question from Brundon. Uh, but we are going to save that because we are actually going to see Brundon here in about 45 minutes. Um, so we're going to do that then. Uh, but we do have another one from Rob, eh? 
good old question of dishonor. <laughs> so, because Tom and I, you know, it's almost a shame we don't have a little more time to talk about this, but a lot of cuts from the E today. Yeah. So Rob's question of dishonor and the Queen's spelling is uh, who are we booking into 2013 Ring of Honor from the 2023 WWE releases and how are we booking them? And Rob wants Ziggler as champ. I mean... as I'm assuming the champ. Like, we're talking heavyweight title strap Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I mean... It just works. I mean, it, it's tough not to see Dolph Ziggler... Um, yeah, do you want to talk about the um, about the releases real quick, Will? A little. I mean, releases happen all the time. I don't think a, there's a lot of them. I don't think were that surprising, right? Like Mustafa Ali, somebody who kind of wanted out anyway. They got rid of the was it the Hit Squad? That's right. That's what the group was called. Like all those guys got let go again. Yeah, I think. Shelton Benjamin was a little bit of a surprise, mostly because I forgot Shelton Benjamin was actually under contract there again. But uh, I think Ziggler is definitely the biggest surprise because he's he's been there for so long that it's like, well, even if he stops wrestling, like he's still going to do something there. Yeah. Hey, maybe uh, he joins his uh, his brother in a. AEW? Maybe yeah. he leaves wrestling altogether for a while. You never want to hope for someone to get cut. Um, you know, obviously it's it's their livelihood, it's their and everything, but we're kind of hoping Cedric was going to be on that list. In a good way. Um, but yeah, I mean, Del Ziggler would, I mean, he would fit perfectly um, I could see him, you know, either feuding or joining Mike Bennett. Um, you know, him and Adam Cole would be fucking great going on right now. Um, I, I wouldn't mind a Mustafa Ali, just because we don't really have too many high-flyer wrestlers in the 2013 Ring of Honor roster. Yeah. So I think he'd definitely stand out a bit, be a little more compelling. Because I mean, Ziggler, like Ziggler's an amazing wrestler, and he you could put a TV title, heavyweight title. I mean, we could shuttle Shelton Benjamin back. I know he he's kind of there around this time period, but to like bring him in as like a singles guy, like yeah. Riddick Moss, Top Dollar, yeah. eh. I mean, Dana Brooke could be interesting, but we don't quite have the women's division yet. Wait, Dana Brooke finally got released? Dana Brooke got released. They uh, they did some NXT cuts, too. Oh, shit. Well, this got longer. Okay. Boogs from Wisconsin. Emma. Yeah. That's right. Boogs. Boogenhagen. You know, Rick, you know, honestly, though, I think Rick Moss... 
You know, you could put Rick Moss like he'd be a lot of fun with like Mike Mondo. Uh, yeah. You know, Elias. Shit, Elias. That gimmick could be fun in a 2013 Ring of Honor. Would it get? Would it have caught on though? Would that be too soon for a a walk with a? I mean, you you lose the walk with Elias slogan. I mean, that was yeah. That was a big deal. It's a great catchphrase. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, obviously, Shelton Benjamin, you know, it'd be good to see Did you back. see John Cena's tweet about Ziggler? No. It was the number of matches that Dolph Ziggler had for WWE. There's a lot. Let me, let me see if I've got it. If anybody's... Yeah, but Emma. Get it cut, right. Emma cut. It's yeah. it's a lot. Um, it was over a thousand. Yeah, one thousand five hundred and fifty-four matches. He was on like every show. He put in the work, and the fact that he. He never really got like a real fair shake at everything. I don't think like he should have been so much bigger for them with the amount of work he put in. Yeah, and he's a WWF guy. He is, of course, as a Shawn Michaels clone. But some, I thought, I think somebody said that he was with the company for eighteen years. It's time for a change. But again, like when you're there that long, it's like, how do you let somebody like that go? You know, just say like. We gotta find something else for you to do. Like we'll take you off the active roster, but we still want you in this company. I mean, that's somebody you know plays by your company's rules, does does what's good for the company. I mean, he easily could have complained about his spot and how he's jobbing out to everybody left and right, but he sold like a motherfucker and he made everybody look good. Yeah. Well, I mean, we let's uh, we could put Shelton Benjamin back into 2013. Where do we put him in that world title tournament? Yeah, have him go go on a good run. Honestly, it'd be fun to see him and Jay go as you know as singles, you know, because we didn't really get to see that because he kind of there was like the the stuff with him and Charlie Haas, and they both just like pounce like right after that happened so Shelton Benjamin as a singles wrestler is so good and there's so much that he could do that he really didn't get to show like the fans knew right because they're smarts but I wonder if he goes back on one more New Japan run that'd be pretty sweet I hope so Maybe like a G1 or something next year. Yeah. Get Danielson in the G1, Shelton Benjamin. Get a Brian Danielson and Shelton Benjamin, maybe. Yeah. Where's Mia Yim? She was talking so much shit on the internet. It seems like it was a couple months ago. <laughs> oh, no. She's back in the E now, too, right? I think so, yeah. 
It's too many people to keep track of. There's too much wrestling. Yeah. There's there's a lot of that wrestling, but I mean, Dolph Ziggler's champ. I mean, it makes sense. Hats off to Dolph Ziggler, no doubt. Yeah. Tom, we want to. Do we want to talk about All Star Extravagant? I mean, Ring of Honor TV. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not All Star Extravaganza, Night of Greatness, right? Well, we already did. No. Yes. Yeah, we're just on TV. Which is no, but I'm saying like these these, these matches that we're seeing though were was. <laughs> this is for Manhattan Mayhem. Yeah, that's these, what it was. Yeah, these ones were in New York. So, um, yeah. So I just kind of replaced my notes, but obviously, sorry, I got distracted here on Twitter. I'm just gonna turn this off. I didn't know any of those NXT people. Um, you know, I don't know what. I'm, I'm not. I'm not up with my NXT. I'm yeah. very much in the Wizards camp, where if you throw out a, a name and say they're on NXT, I'm not gonna be able to question you if you're you're lying to me or not. <laughs> Um, you know, like I said, I don't know what WWE is going to do next time they go to Saudi Arabia without Mansoor or Mustafa Ali here, but, um, Mustafa Ali is, he'd be great. Um, let's go back to him. I think he'd be a great fit. Um, you know, maybe Paul London comes back, you know, and it'd be fun to, or, uh, well, shit, Mustafa Ali versus ACH. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mustafa versus Cedric. It's funny about Mustafa Ali, too, is he was announced. He was supposed to be on the NXT No Mercy or whatever card that's in like a week and a half. Really? Against Dominic Mysterio. And they got rid of Emma right after she was tweeting about Elimination Chamber because it's going to be in Australia. Yeah. They just signed a multi-billion dollar deal with USA Network, and then they and then they make the cuts. But, I mean, that's what they do every year, right? And they're moving They around. make some big money deal, and then they go through and chop everybody. And SmackDown's going to USA, and Raw is going somewhere else? Is Raw moving, or is Raw still going to be on USA? I thought, I thought they said um, Raw was going somewhere else. I don't know. It's a weird time. That that would be a bold choice to move Raw. It's been there for so long. Yeah. Well, wasn't it on Spike for a little while? Weren't they off at TNT or USA for? I don't know. That's what I thought someone said. It was like it was on TNN. Then TNN became Spike. Yeah. The Nashville Network. That's what used to have ECW stuff. Um, but obviously, Rob, thank you so much for your questions as usual. Um, yeah, give me Mustafa Ali versus Cedric Alexander in ACH um, in a two-hour time limit match. Um, most falls wins the match. Looking at it right here. But uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see Mustafa Ali come. I mean, obviously, never want to see someone cut. Uh, yeah, maybe while the Jim Lyman is coming up for the AAW. You know, that's their big tournament. So they're cut, so they can go. Oh, wait, no, they've got 90 days, right? The, 
guys on WWE have 90 days. The NXT guys would have 60, 30? I think it's only 30 if you're in NXT. I think it's 60. Ah, who knows? But yeah, but if you... That's how, that's how uh, Buddy Matthews was able to, to jump ship so fast because they still had him... Or no, it was, it was him or Aleister Black so yeah. I had him in like NXT terms so he was able to just like scoot right out. Yeah. See ya. Yeah, that was a genuine shock when he showed up on AEW. I think it's the last time I popped on AEW. So, but And real quick here, it's your boy High Five Tom, and I just want to shout out all the great here shows here on Visionaries Global Media real quick before we take a break. Uh, but first, obviously, I'm glad to hear uh, that Chad and Diesel, the Godfathers here, uh, the boys that make everything work on uh, Visionaries Global Media here, uh, the Founding Fathers and everything, are back with you from the goal, uh, view from the goalpost. Uh, so they are back with their third week this week, which is awesome. Also, this week returning, we do get shows from uh, the Brain Buster Boys and uh, Good Cop, Bad Cop. So definitely looking to Sunday Night Walk Night there with uh, with High Five Tom. Um, I do know Dungeons and Junkies is kind of making a somewhat of a comeback. Obviously, with Chad's uh, fatherhood, he's got a little bit, um, you know, a little bit of a delay there. And uh, also, Chris Talks Games has hopefully come back with some new material. I uh, just talked to JCB and Brett over at the Phoenix Splash Podcast, another great show you can hear at Visionaries Global Media, and they should be doing some new content uh, soon. And also, I do want to put over, obviously, um, I do the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup, which I always forget to put over. Uh, but yeah, great show this week. I got a, a bunch of good promos. I talked to Ref Jerry about the upcoming ICW Milwaukee show. Uh, but also last week, I dropped a great conversation with the Insane Eight. Uh, MVP, Mr. Tommy Trainwreck. So make sure you check out uh, the Visionaries Global Media Feed for all those great shows. And uh, stay tuned for all the great shows here on the Shining Wizards Podcast Network. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh. We cry. We interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling. And we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms. And we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. 
Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. This is the positive show. This is what Ring of Honor. But we'll we're gonna cover Ring of Honor TV episode 105, original air date September 21st, 2013. However, as you had mentioned, that's today. What's that? That's today as we're recording. Oh yeah, that's right. So exactly 10 years ago today, um, as we're recording, as Bill said. But yeah, these were from us or uh, Manhattan Mayhem. Uh, that Will and I just recently reviewed. Um, but we have three... These are quarterfinal matches then, right? Yes. Um, yes. So, uh, we're going to go through this real quick here. But the first one was uh, Ciampa versus the former prodigy. Now it's just Mike Bennett. Uh, but, you know, Will, Maria... Maria's been banned from the building. Um, and you uh, you had texted me earlier today, so you didn't realize that the band had played Ciampa to the ring, huh? I, I, I missed that. I missed that when we watched uh, Manhattan Mayhem. Yeah. Because I thought it sounded different. I'm like, wow, the audio is kind of weird. And then it's like, oh, no, the band's actually there playing. That's why it sounds like that. But it's like a shoegazy band, so it's like it doesn't sound like hugely different. But. And it, uh, is it a band you know? No. Oh, okay. I, I admittedly have not. I meant to look up and see if it's another Blue Smock Nancy or they have like songs that Ring of Honor is used, and, but there's like no like discography or anything else to be found. Yeah. But Last Real Pinnacle. Yeah. Hit, hit us up on Twitter if uh, you're a fan of Last Real Pinnacle. 
<laughs> yeah, or Last Real Pinnacle will hit us up. We'll have you on. Let us know. Um, yeah, but I mean, you barely barely showed it. Uh, the only reason I knew that is because they mentioned it on commentary. I was just like, you know, if you're going to do something, but, you know. Um, and, uh, Will, I don't know if you noticed there, there there's a lot of blurred out stuff. What the fuck was that? Were those signs or something? I think it's probably people giving middle fingers or, like, shouting stuff at Mike Bennett. I mean, I would shout stuff at Mike Bennett during this time, but... Um, but he looks good with the shaved head. You know, it's the first time I've seen him with shaved head. Here we um, got uh, Kevin Kelly and Prince Nana on the call. Lots of references to CM Punk in this match. Topical. <laughs> yeah. Super topical, even with our watch along, too. But we'll go, you know, we'll get in a little bit later. Um, but uh, Bennett caught, or Chopper caught Bennett sliding in the ring. Uh, he flings Bennett into the barricade. Um, you know, I did love that Ciampa was kind of faking the knee injury when uh, Bennett turned around. Um, you know, and I mean, Ciampa really beat the living piss out of Bennett in this match. Like that one knee hit in the barricade where Ciampa like flung himself into the crowd. I was like, God damn. Um, this match rules. I said it, uh, what was it, last week or the week before when uh, last time we had a guest on, I was like, this match rules. Like, definitely go back and rewatch it. Make sure you watch this one. Yeah. Um, all three of these matches are really good. I just wish they all got a little bit more time, but we'll definitely. Bennett uh, Bennett goes for the pile driver on the apron. Kevin Kelly and Prince Nana are like, oh no 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 no. Yeah. Because Bennett's already taken out one guy in this tournament with that pile driver, and it wasn't even on the apron. Yeah. I guess Mike Bennett is a uh, pile driver is, uh, you know, almost as deadly as Adam Cole's Florida key. Um, I mean, the pile driver should be a dangerous move. It should be a, a match ender. I mean, not to pull, you know, the, when I was a kid thing, but I mean, it was banned in several states. You know, I mean, you always heard stories of Jerry Lawler wearing the pile driver, but it was in Tennessee and it was the pile driver was banned in Tennessee. So the title switch didn't matter. So, um, I mean, shit, Tom, when CM Punk busted out the pile driver on John Cena in that match, I lost my mind. I was like, no way, he did a pile driver. Yeah. Yeah, because WWE doesn't do any pile drivers, huh? Not anymore. Undertaker yeah. can do the tombstone. That was it. Yeah, well, it looks like AEW can do pile drivers, but that's not for itself, so. Oh, they can do any kind of driver you want. Tiger drivers. Pile drivers. Pile drivers on unconscious people. Um, what was I going to say here? Shouts out Eddie Kingston, new Ring of Honor champion. I heard that. Um, but I do... Uh, we'll I do see how I'm sorry, what was that? I said we'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, Bennett working a knee uh, obviously makes sense, but uh, I do give kudos to Ciampa for hanging by his knee out of the ring like that with a previous injury. So, um, we got in the end, Ciampa hits the area crash. On, oh, oh, he hits the area crash on the outside, rolls Bennett in, um, and Ciampa gets the win. Um, a pretty dominant showcasing for Ciampa. Um, so, we'll kind of see what happens here, but it looks like he's going to be facing Adam Cole in the quarterfinals or in the semifinals. 
Uh, but we did get a quote of honor. Um, but besides this, this match really ruling the ass, Will, any uh, additional thoughts there? No, this, this match was a standout to me the first time I watched it. And it's, I, I thought it was a standout match of this episode again. Yeah. Speaking of this next match, Tom, I, I owe you a public apology about oh. Kevin Steen's T-shirt. It is, in fact, just a Bret Hart homage. It is not. That's cancer? It is not a cancer T-shirt, as I mistakenly claimed before. Well, well, we're still friends, so. Um, you know, I'm Tom, I, I, ate an all, I ate an olive yesterday at dinner, so. <laughs> How'd that treat you? It was all right. A little Greek salad, you know, giant slab of feta cheese on there, a pepperoncini, one olive, a couple of cucumbers. What kind of olive was it? It was a Kalamata. Ah. Good Had the pit in it, though. It's a little weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird, but. Well, I mean, uh, shout out to the chick that would rather eat ash than uh, eat olives, but that's not our story itself. Um, you want to know what I'm talking about? You have to subscribe to our Patreon so we can include you on, on Will, Tom, and Brandon's text messages to each other. So, um, real quick, we get our oh, Will, if you text uh, ROH or, <coughs> to today, to today, um, are these pictures even signed or anything? You think? I don't know, but uh. I mean, back then, it's like your, your, the picture would have been, you know, some one inch by one inch, like little screenshot thing. Yeah, you would have gotten their flip phone. Yeah. Um, but real quick, we get cell phone guy announcing a bunch of shows, Adam Cole Elgin State Words. You know, um, I'm still a faithful cell phone guy, but I do love his bow tie. But our next match, speaking of Kevin Steen, uh, the only two former champions in this tournament. I thought that was kind of weird, but I mean, I think the only other world champions, obviously that are even on the roster right now are uh, Richards and Edwards. So I guess, you know, slim pickings, but, uh, um, but to say this match started off fast would be an understatement. Um, I love they did the quote of honor, but then Roddy just came in with a fucking sick knee. Um, I love that. And uh, I legit thought this was going to finish under two minutes. But either of these motherfuckers could have won. Um, right off the bat, this team started going at it. Uh, Prince Nan is a big, huge fan of Steen. Uh, but he, listen, he mentioned before, we brought this up before, you know, he went from, you know, to savior to ultimate heel back to savior. So he's kind of doing whatever. Um, but yeah, and Will had mentioned that Steen's gear is no homage to one of my personal favorites, the Brent, the Hitman Heart. Uh, but in the end, Steen uh, hit a sle- uh, sleeper suplex into a package pile driver. Um, Great match. I just wish it would have gone longer. I mean, I get into TV, uh, but they only got like 10 minutes. I mean, lots of things. I don't think this was truncated down at all from what we saw in Manhattan Man, but the, the Roderick Strong and Steen matches in this tournament were were short that we've seen so far. Yeah. Because um, most of these notes, I didn't really add anything, were from Manhattan Man. So I just cut and pasted them for this one. So. Um, really fun. I mean, you know, Kevin Steen may be a little rotund, um, but he can fucking go. That's the bottom line. Dude's got a fucking motor on him. He showed it here. So, you know, 
going beat for beat with Roddy. Um, but then we got our main event here, Will. It's uh, the Machine Gun Carl Anderson uh, versus Michael Elgin. And a quick clip, we did uh, – Anderson did beat Elgin in May. He um, did. You know, and I think Machine Gun and Steen are the only two people that beat Elgin since we've been, we've been doing this show uh, straight up. Um, I did like the kind of the camera work. And David uh, Richards. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think David Richards beat him, too. Yeah, you're right. Um, well, yeah, I Machine like, gun. <laughs> Carl Anderson. You know, I like the whole camera shake there. And everything. I thought that was kind of a nice touch. And the camera shake, they cut they cut all the, the, like, the music and everything. Yeah. They put in the sound effects. Um, well, yeah, but Carl Anderson used to team with the Great Bernard slash Prince Albert and New Japan. Um, I bet you that was a lot of yep. fun. You know, and like so we talked about, it was uh, what Anderson made with the finals of the G1 Classic that year, so he's hot. Um, but uh, obviously this match is TV time remaining. Um, but, you know, Carl Anderson definitely threw the kitchen sink at him. Uh, hit him with a top rope cutter, shoulder bomb. Uh, but in the end, obviously, Elgin hits the back fist. Um, actually, I typed in here, bake fist. I misspelled that. I thought it'd be cool of a, a sweet name for, like, an industrial band. But um, book a bomb for the win. Um, you know, and then Elgin screams in the computer. You know, Carl Anderson beat him before, uh, but he beat him now. And Steve's beat him before, blah, 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 blah. Uh, fun match. I really enjoyed this match also. I really enjoyed all three matches. This one got a little bit more time. Very New Japan Pro Wrestling type match. But, uh, Will, what were your thoughts on this match? I thought it was alright. I don't think it was necessarily like... I wouldn't say like remarkable from either, either one, but it was good. You know, get your money's worth out of Carl Anderson while you got him before he goes back to Japan. Yeah. Use him to kind of help Elgin elevate up a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was awesome. And the Pirates are up 3 nothing on the cover, so that's good. Um, you know, we'll, we, we always ask, obviously, um, like the last couple episodes of TV, not a lot of filler here either. You know, it was, no, no inside Ring of Honor, no promo bits. This is legit. Just if you bought the iPay per views, you've already seen this. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, just a couple, you know, Motai guy announcing a couple shows and listed in Cole and, you know, and Elgin said some words promoting those and stuff like that. But, um, you know, when, when we had Grandma on a couple weeks ago, just talking about, you know, how he hates, you know, the tournaments and the, the torture a loss going to take. He's got no idea. I mean, yeah, we've had two full pay-per-views of just these matches that we've seen on TV. So, Great matches, though. Um, obviously, they were not prepared, I think, really, to have Jay Driscoll get hurt. So this is obviously some filler. Um, what do you yeah. think would have done with Jay if he hadn't got hurt? Do you have any idea? We probably would have had a more streamlined story to, uh, well, I mean, well, what we would have had, right, is Elgin would have been a match because Elgin was, had already had the title shot. So 
would have had Jay beat Elgin, and maybe we uh, we get more of a definitive heel turn from the person who maybe wins the tournament and uh, winds up with the belt. Yeah, maybe. Do we get a little more Steve? You know, but if that's the case, do we get a little more Steve Carino? Does Carino become? Because really, since Carino came back on that one, those couple shows in the TV episode where he's like trying to come back and they like usher him out, like haven't haven't seen him, haven't seen Jimmy Jacobs, haven't seen Rhino, Rhett Titus, Jimmy Rave. Wait, right, we haven't seen Jimmy. I mean, we hadn't seen Jimmy Rave. We haven't seen Jimmy Rave since he joined Scum. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen him at all here in twenty thirteen. So, um, yeah. But uh, next week we do. Well, we'll be covering uh, Death Before Dishonor, which will have uh, the semifinals, which is uh, Elgenstein the rematch and uh, Champa and Cole. You know, and then uh, I think they're doing the, the finals that same show. So we're going to have a new Ring of Honor champion for you next week. Um, yeah, it's it, it's been a tough. It hasn't been fighting February bad, but it's just it's just a tad frustrating that they couldn't do a little bit more here. Um, why couldn't they just put these on TV? Well, the whole tournament was supposed to be on TV, but they taped it all at their live event. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know, you know, it, it's tough. I don't know if these are quote-unquote pay-per-views that we're watching or if they're just, because they have random shows, you know, it's, some of these are just random house shows. Like I said, I know they were in Milwaukee earlier this month, and that's not on the network, so. Um, I don't know, you know, it was, a, it was a lot of fun, but do you have a favorite match yet from the tournament? Probably the Chompa. Probably the Champa Bennett match. It's funny. I actually have to go with Champa and uh, Silas. It probably says more about Champa than anything else. Yeah, because um, those two, I think, were definitely the the standout matches. Yeah, I'm definitely really- matches that had more like concrete moments where it's like, "Ooh, this moment was really cool." Yeah, and I'm, you know. Maybe Champa's in a tough spot because uh, the new talent scout doesn't like him, so they're still kind of going with that storyline. But they, I don't know; it's kind of it's kind of weak, you know. But how do you feel about Donna being on, on commentary and also um, being his new talent scout gimmick and everything? The new talent scout thing doesn't. I don't think it really adds anything. Nana on com. I don't love Nana on commentary. He's funny, but I know I know I know it's harder to do it by yourself. But I'd rather Kevin Kelly be by himself. Yeah, but it sounds like I don't, I don't think Nana really adds enough extra. I'm like he's there to be somebody to talk to, basically. It's like with Nana, it's like he's he's got this gimmick and this storyline and everything, but it just. He doesn't seem like he's sold on it himself, if that makes sense. You can kind of tell he's playing yeah. a role. It doesn't seem like it's coming very naturally, but maybe there'll come a time. Um, it does appear that Prince Nana right now uh, in 2023 seems to be living his best life, though. Um, I see. Wait, he's, he's 
Houston. He's got the embassy back. It's yeah. Don't his boys have the the six man titles for Ring of Honor? They did. Do they still have them? I don't know. It's just Brian Cage, that one dude, and then the other guy, right? And Con. They, uh, but they defended it recently against the Bucks and Adam Page. So do the Bucks and Adam Page have them? Was that yesterday? I believe so. Who knows? Um, yeah. I don't. I don't keep up with with contemporary Ring of Honor. I didn't even realize Eddie Kingston won the belt yesterday until I saw something about it like this afternoon. I'm like, wait, Eddie Kingston won? For real? Yeah, yeah it popped up on my Google feed. So that's how I found out. So, you know, he dedicated. I'm not his- mad about it. I, I hope they actually do something because Claudio is Ring of Honor champion board. Even from somebody like, just from like the outside, like watching. Like, I don't even really watch, but like, there hasn't been any defenses or anything where I'm like, ooh, this could be the one. Yeah. Whereas, like, Eddie Kingston was the first one to say, this could be the one. Well, it was after the first time, too. And it's like, eh. Yeah, it's been kind of a... I don't know. Claudio just seems to be... I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? You know, just not into it, really. It's just basically what I'm kind of thinking, so... But, uh... All in all, Will, um, I ask you this every week, though, but if this was your first uh, episode of Ring of Honor TV, would you be tuning in again? Did the in-ring action... I I don't think so. So, Chop on Bennett wouldn't... I, I would have liked that, but for the whole show and not really getting any background on like anything else going on, like they made a brief reference to like Prince Nana and Tommaso Ciampa having history, but even then it was like so brief, and they never really like came back around to it. Yeah, I I, I just want my story. I want my story with my wrestling. Yeah, there's not not a lot of meat on the bone right now, but. You know, like like you said, I mean, with with the, the Briscoe Jade injury, I guess we'll see what happens. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the action was really good. Um, I really enjoyed the main event. You know, obviously, you can't give these guys too much time, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all I really got, Will. So, uh, well, Tom, we did it. We did. We did. We made it. Um, but, Will, before I pull a train into the real station here, um, is there anything else you want to put over? Um, besides our wives? Um, our wives, Visionary Global Media, Shining Wizards Network. You for uh, for keeping the show afloat, Tom. And uh, my buddy Joe for the Briscoe autograph and for taking me to see Megadeth and Biohazard this past weekend. Oh, crap. We didn't even talk about that, Will. How was it? It was a blast. We didn't even talk about it in pre-production. We, we, uh, well, pre-production was very short this week. (laughs) (laughs) 
like a record short. Uh, we missed most of Biohazard because we were in line to get merchandise. But any shirts we dollars. T-shirts were forty dollars. Hmm. Pricey, but not bad. But there's only there's only like there's only like three T-shirt designs to pick from. Wow. Biohazard had a shirt, a shirt, a hat. They're not playing, and they're on a full blown tour with Megadeth, right? Yep. March is so tough. Um, we were uh, we were nine rows from the stage. That's cool. Not bad for free. Oh shit! Even better. I mean, it's not as good as my buddy Brett's sixth row tickets for Beyonce. Um, but yeah. What did they actually? Have? It was it. They weren't. You know, it's like nothing's truly free. So I mean, the the tickets were required because somebody spent money. It just wasn't us. <laughs> All matters. Um. So it wasn't GA. There was was there actually like a signed CD and shit like that. The theater at Foxwoods it was in was all seated. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.